Hey, I'm John. And I'm Nick. Welcome to Crafting Chills. This is a podcast where we dissect and analyse horror in all its gory glory. From the nuanced art of jump scares. To the psychology of being unsettled. Each episode we dive into the core elements of a spooky film and figure out what makes it creepy. So, settle in and make sure you switch your Ouija board to podcast mode as we figure out what goes into crafting chills. Into it. Um, outside of movies, what's your favourite medium for ingesting horror? Ooh, outside of movies? Mm-hmm. Probably games. Yeah. yeah. Games, is, games are the scariest, easily. Oh, fuck yeah. Because like, <laughs> you're in so control. As- yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> games are so much fucking scarier. Like, yeah. I have literally, I there was one game I played that mortuary assistant game. I literally noped oh, and like walked away yeah, from stream. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not playing this. Fuck <laughs> this. Don't like it. No, no, this no, game no, no, no. is haunted. Yeah, the I remember game is um, my brother got the um, the first generation uh, PSVR headset, and oh, there wow. was a Resi Evil uh, Village demo for it. Oh, and, oh god, it was horrible. It was so scary. And I was just like, mm. this is going to cause psychosis in people because of I, how real, like your brain just goes, I'm here. I'm in some dirty cabin. Oh, I've played I Phasmophobia. Like I've played Phasmophobia on VR <laughs> and I nearly shat myself. Um, oh my God. Have you seen about that VR set? Apparently that someone's designed that can kill you. Yeah. What was it? Was it the guy who invented the Oculus Rift or, or something? I was think like he some had something of- to do with the Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, just like Black Mirror like, episode when. It's like, um, was it's like the same principle by how they like kill cows with like those stun guns, isn't a it? A bolt but just gun, in yeah. Your head. Yeah, there's Fucking like hell. I think there's I think there's three of them, but it's yeah, based on case. some it's based on some anime. It's like something something sword <laughs> sword run something. Okay, that sounds terrifying that definitely would definitely that would definitely make horror games more scary as well like you fuck it up you die uh, in make, real life that would make watching streams more interesting as well oh my fucking god like, like yeah that oh man my favorite stream is dead <laughs> oh, crap. and the run sucked <laughs> didn't even get a glorious like, death yeah oh. well right. who knows maybe one day we'll um, what would you we'll say some- is yours I I love Games? a short. Well, all right. So this is a terrible um, answer for not movies, but I love short films, which I do differentiate from. Yeah, uh, well, it's not like movie feature length. Yeah, it's not a movie. It's a short film. Um, mm. But I just love like you know five ten minutes, just something that's really creative. It's almost like a long trailer. And I don't yeah. know about you, but I often find that trailers for horror films are scarier than the horror films themselves. Yeah, because they give away all the good shit in the horror in the trailers, exactly. unless they're well done, like Midsommar yeah. and Hereditary. Because you watch the trailer and your face literally was like, "Huh? Well, what and, the fuck's going on?" And Barbarian had such an yes. amazing trailer because it was like, "We're gonna make you think." Wait, what am I watching? And I love that—a trailer that goes, "I'm actually gonna keep my cards close to my chest." Oh, yeah, love it. Yeah, love the art of a good trailer. Um, it's just that would be a good by... episode to talk about, like, oh, like, yeah. like, like, po- like, like posters, marketing, trailers, like uh, marketing as a whole. Mm. So, like, movie, like tra- trailers, posters, like viral marketing that they do. Obviously, like Blair Witch, Smile, oh, yeah. like all that type of stuff. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, because was it? It was the Blair Witch remake. When people went to the cinema, they went to go and see. I think it was called Sea of Trees. 
And then when um, they came out, they changed the posters so it said Blair Witch because they didn't know they were going. <coughs> they didn't know they were going to watch the Blair Witch. Oh yeah, the, the actual sequel live that came out in Switch. 2016. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I know, like, obviously the original one as well, like, they were, like, they told the actors to hide, like, yeah. after the movie came out, and they were handing out, like, missing posters at, like, movie festivals and shit, and, like, that, and obviously just no one had any fucking idea. Yeah. Because this was back in, like, I mean, I've even got a book called The Blair Witch Dossier, and it's, like, it's written... It's like it's written in the Blair Witch universe. So it's like it's not mm. a book about the movie. It's a book in the movie. Oh, and it's about ooh. like detectives like looking at all the cases. <laughs> it's fucking mental. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so creative. And it's just, yeah, the internet age has kind of spoiled, you know, the ability for such things to to hold disbelief. You know, like, oh, shit, is this to real? To be fair, though, there are some things now that have obviously taken advantage of the technology, like this, like the subliminal, well, the secret advertising they did for uh, Unfriended was mm. like, like, like it was like kind of sexy, like sexy. No, it wasn't on that. Sorry, it was on Chat Roulette and it was like sexy girls or yeah. whatever. And then they turned into demons and it <laughs> vanished and everyone was like, what the fuck? And yeah. that was the advertising. I was like, fucking genius. Yep, like but yeah. That. That's, that, that's <laughs> going to be for another, another episode. Another, another episode. Another okay. episode. But we are in this episode and yes. we are talking about The Night House. Um... Ooh. What do you think of the title, The Night House? Any any thoughts on that? I mean, I like it. I mean, it's obviously night with an N, not a K-N, so it's not just a house, a house full of men in suits of armor. <laughs> I mean, that sounds yeah. pretty cool, but the I like it because it just doesn't... It's simple, and it's just such a generic sentence. Mm. It's like, it, it doesn't, like... You aren't thinking, like, ooh, like... It's just, like, The Night House. Yeah, and I... The, the only reason I'm mentioning that is because you told me about this film. And I hadn't uh -huh. seen trailers for it or anything, and just from the title alone, like I got nothing, and yeah. not in a not in a bad way, but I was just like, oh, I guess what I'm kind of thinking of is over here, and it was so different, and I like that. Um, mm. And apparently, the film, the only film I can actually talk about, Barbarian, uh, <laughs> you yeah. get you get something quite strong from uh, a word like that, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's you interesting. think warrior and all yeah. that stuff. And like saw connotations of an actual saw, and you know it's all those yeah. kind of things. Like a title matters, whereas the night house was a little bit more cryptic. And I'm like, all right, it, cool. It, it, I mean, it made me think, oh, is it going to be something like ghosty? Because it's mm. like whenever you hear house, you automatically think like haunting a hill house, house on haunted hill. Like you automatically think, oh, it's just going to be a ghost story. And it's interesting as well that it said it made you think of nothing. That's very interesting. Yeah, that is considering a good point, you said yes. that. Yeah, yes. considering okay. that you thought that. So here is our spoiler-free synopsis for The Night House. This is the section where you'll hear us describe the film, have a bit of a spoiler-free discussion on it, and if it sounds good, you pause, you go and watch, and then you come back to hear us yes. discussing all the details, all the spoilery bits. Um, yeah, th this is a movie that you do not want spoiled because no. when it when it kicks off, you're like, oh, Absolutely. oh, we're we're, okay, this is kicks where off. We're going. It does. So yes. the spoiler-free synopsis for this. Uh, and this is going to be brief. <laughs> Very brief. Is uh, we follow our main character, Beth. Beth. Who is played by Rebecca Hall. Oh. Uh, she is in grief because her husband, Owen, has recently passed away due to suicide. And that's kind of it, you know? Yeah. We're dealing with a character who's going through extreme grief. 
Uh, she is in the process of relocating from the house that Owen built himself. Um, yeah. Very happy, harmonious relationship we see. Suicide derails her completely. Yeah. And then, I- without spoiling anything, because you can kind of get... Well, it's a horror film we're talking about. Some spooky shit happens. <laughs> Everything that's... is not what it seems. No. I mean, I mean, yeah, like we said, we're going to keep this brief, but if you are thinking about watching it, I'm just going to kind of give like a slight trigger warning. <laughs> this is a very heavy film. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 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 if, like if, if you're kind of going through a bit of a tough time and you're thinking, oh, I just want to watch a horror movie, maybe take a rest on The Night House and oh, come yeah. back to it Good when you're shout. in a better mood because it does punch you in the gut like this, this it really is, this, this is, is unforgiving it's yeah, like this, wow this is not popcorn horror this no, is this is not this is deep. sit down hold your loved your ones skin. close yeah <laughs> so just like a little warning if like if like, if you're not having the best time at the moment or yeah. like if there's like you've got like relationship problems or stuff maybe just hold maybe not, back yeah. on it just, Alter- just for now. alternatively if you are someone who can get off on the catharsis of seeing characters going through stuff we listen to sad music when we're sad yeah. kind of stuff i think you could get a lot out of this um yeah. the horror elements will turn that up to the extreme though so this isn't yeah. you know watching just like a bittersweet film about um love lost or something like that it's like no yeah. this film will scare you um because there's a general um general discussion on the film without spoilers uh this yeah. film fucking rocks yeah <laughs> it's, it's great fucking, it's great like i like i i, I hadn't heard i mean because i try to go as blind in as i can on movies i heard rebecca mm. hall was in it like rebecca hall's an incredible actress what so else I was is like, she from um she was in the gift uh What's she was gift? Hmm. the gift it's got keanu reeves in it and he actually plays an asshole for once what <laughs> it's yeah no the, gi- no, the, gi- the film's the been buried from good. public memory because <laughs> yeah. they can't no, the, gi- the gift is very good she was also in the prestige she played ah. um she played the wife who drowned in the yes, tank in the yeah. Thing. yeah i th- I think that was her first film i think i wow. think but yeah like she and she's in a new movie that's just come out as well called resurrection hmm. I My feel... face says it all. Like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, it's yeah, you've mentioned heavy. that one a couple yes, of times. I need to have a I, look at that. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. <laughs> I, I feel like... And this is the problem with horror films getting absolutely snubbed during the awards, um, which yeah. award season is bullshit anyway, but only yes. should be cared about for the fact that it can help actors actually progress in mm-hmm. their career. Like, And they deserve mm-hmm. credit for great performances. And horror yeah. specifically, strong female leads... Yeah, are just Tony like Collette. they fucking smash it yeah and it's just yeah. i can't think of male counterparts in horror films where i've been like oh my god such a amazing like gut-wrenching performance by a male mm. actor i think i mean okay again it's not a movie but i think um I, I can never remember his name he played um greg in the haunting of hill house all right uh he was incredible in that mm. like that like i think he was absolutely fantastic um but yeah like male counterparts in horror i find well i think females just knock it out the park i i really do when it comes to horror like i i can think of so many i mean obviously you've got sigourney weaver you've got mm. i mean an alien you've got tony Collette in hereditary you've got i mean jodie foster actually won an oscar for science of the lambs and they mm. even changed science of the lambs to a a thriller just so it could be nominated and mm-hmm. then it dominated and took all the it took the big five mm. at the oscars that year so it is a shame that they don't 
I mean, I mean, previously, like The Exorcist was up for an Oscar back in the seventies and everything yeah. like that. And I just think there's it's always shame. exceptions. Um, yeah, and it's like, and it's like, I mean, they, I mean, they created like the makeup category in the Oscars because of um, an American Wolf in London. Hmm. Yeah, like that's why it was created, like Rick Barker. Oh, like that's why they actually made that because the scene where he transforms into a werewolf, like they mm -hmm. actually created like best makeup yep. because of that movie. Yep. And I just I think they should get more recognition because I feel more watching a horror movie than I do oh. watching like a, a thriller or like a romance or anything like that. Mm. I get so much emotional diversity and pleasure and sadness and anger as I do from horror. So. You know, it's, it's a big statement, but honestly, I, I truly feel, and this is why I love horror films, is that horror films, films that scare you, elicit an emotional response so much better than any other genre. Mm -hmm. And it's like, absolutely, there's some some stinkers in the, in the pile. Oh, yeah. You course. know, but it's just, you, you watch a good horror film, you're going to feel something. There is no escaping it. You don't watch a good horror film and go, I'm bored, nothing's happening. You're putting on an act, quite frankly, if that's yeah. happening. <laughs> you know, you're gonna feel something. Um, and yeah, my my point as well wasn't to to shit on male actors in horror films, but just they never seem to be able to be given characters with the range that almost like a generic horror female character has to do, like mm. the anguish, the ability to kind of like lead the story and push the narrative going forwards. Like they're such complex characters. I'm thinking of um like mia goth uh, in x in x yeah and um Pearl. i think of who who the actor is in the babadook she's phenomenal oh she's incredible yeah. um it's oh, just there's cool. just way better roles for females in horror films than there are males se davis talking, yeah yeah and i'm not taught i say yep as if i fucking know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i think my point in saying all of that was the night house is one of those performances it's yeah. so good uh yes. rebecca hall is just fucking she excellent. literally like i mean the the cast is very small in this movie like, maybe like what like like six seven people if that yeah, like if I, mean, that. I, mean, I, mean, I mean there's lots of background characters to yeah. be fair but like main cast we're talking more about more than five four. lines yeah <laughs> yeah we're talking about like main cast we're talking about four people and yeah, the, like Rebecca Hall made, made me feel away. Like this movie was with me mm. like for a few days continuously. I mean, especially because of, we'll get into the, the, um, the jump scares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those moments stuck with me for a long time. I'll so give you that. So I, I love writing little reviews about films after I've watched them. And I can honestly say this is the first time I've used uh, the phrase got under my skin for a yeah. film. And I've always heard it associated with films, but I've just never felt that I could say that with any true conviction. And this is the first time I've been like, this oh, wow. got under my skin. Like, I was like, Ugh. you know, not the whole Ooh. thing, I will say. You know, I don't want to say like this is the best film in the world, but when it was good, I was gushing for it. Yeah, uh, when, it was, <laughs> when, it was, when it was good, it was like near perfection at points, especially yeah. I know we've already earlier discussed one moment that i can mm -hmm. imagine that you're thinking about as well oh so. yes and we'll get yes. to it we so, will get to that gen general feedback is this film is fucking it. excellent go and watch <laughs> it i watched it on amazon prime i think you said it was on hulu um, as well it's on hulu and also disney plus in the uk because we yep. don't get hulu um yeah so watch it from there. okay so that is the spoiler free discussion and now we're going to jump into the full 
meat and two veg of the podcast. Um, and we're going to start off by talking about the story and the genre. I don't know if there's a specific way you want to start it, if or you just want to talk about whether you liked the story, if you want to unpack the story a bit more since... Well, maybe, maybe if you want, actually. If you continue the synopsis from where I left off, spoiler... Be so damned. Yes, full, just, full spoiler you know. territory. Like, so if, a... it, like, get out of here if you haven't seen yeah. it. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, unless, you're, unless you're a masochist and just want to hear the plot anyway, then yeah. listen to us butcher it like okay. in less than an hour. So, um, yeah. So as we discussed, psychological thriller. Um, uh, where, where where did we get to? So we've we've husband. got Beth. Beth is grieving. Her husband committed suicide, and she's in the process of leaving the house. Yep. So. I'm going to try and do this like as quick as I can, not expanding. So okay. some spooky, spooky stuff starts going on in the house. <laughs> um, she's like, she's like, she finds a load of uh, strange books, mm. like some occulty looking books, and mm. then she, um, she finds photos on, uh, um, on her husband's phone because obviously mm. she has all the items back from the police. And she thinks it's photos of her because it's like that she looks the same. She's got the same hair and everything like that. And it turns out it's not her. Not her at all. She's like, out... hang on a minute. This isn't me. Mm. So her husband, Owen, she, right. So she's suffering with the grief of her husband dying in circumstances yeah. which she cannot figure out. She says at one point the line, um, uh, someone asked her, you know, did you know he was suffering or did you know he was, you know, this bad? And she goes, mm. no, I had no idea. I'm the one who's like this. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm the, the one, one who's like that. Yeah. And so it was a very much, it was a big shock. In the days since, like, because this, the film takes place a week after the event. Yeah, um, she's trying to go back to work as well. Because, oh my yes. God, we haven't mentioned that brilliant bit in the school when yes. like she's <laughs> like, my son got a be, And she's like, my husband shot himself two weeks ago. And she's like, oh, <laughs> damn. And she's like, what's that? Yeah. You want a B? All right, I'll give you a B. <laughs> hey, why not? Yeah. Like, so Beth, Beth, is a, Beth is a teacher. teacher. She is yeah. right at the end of the uh, the academic year. And she doesn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> yeah, who could she's, blame her? She, she's just fucking done. She's, she's like, I, I, I'm done. I'm checked out. I couldn't care any less what your kids get in your grades. And she's um, she's spending her evenings reminiscing. She's watching the wedding video. She's going through photo albums. She's doing all the things that she's drinking a lot do. as well. She's drinking a shit. She's lot. drinking a lot. And yeah. in come the the prominence of some pretty horrible and very realistic dreams, which she's yes. experiencing spooky happenings um spooky happenings and sp lots of <laughs> lot lots of tech problems going on lots in the of tech problems well. yeah lots um, of like music being played yeah like and um, i mean we can only assume that the like the songs that are being played have some significant meaning and it's like that bit where she gets the text she gets like the text message on her phone it's like come downstairs and it's like what so what? this all right so that that leads into where you started before with uh one night um she the music turns on downstairs and it's fucking horrible because <laughs> and we'll get we'll get more into that into the later section but it's horrible um and she gets a text on her phone from owen and mm. she's like what the fuck is this yeah so she's freaking out thinking that owen is being out and she replies to the message and gets a response back which is super creepy um but she wakes up Checks yeah. her phone, no message. Oh, okay, I guess that wasn't it. Oh, yes, of course. She that, keeps waking up in random parts of the house, doesn't she? 
that dream inspires her to go i'm gonna go and check owen's phone because it's part of like police investigation um you know put in a box and stuff so she goes and checks it and from that that's when she's on his phone and goes oh he's got all these photos wait that's not actually me it's just someone who looks incredibly like me Mm. and then we kind of just go backwards and forwards between her at night in the house the dreams are getting spookier and spookier um she's now in this investigation trying to find out more about who owen actually was because these are culty books she's found Mm -hmm. and Um, they like oh we might want to mention these are culty books keep mentioning things like trick it don't listen to it uh Mm. but it's like it but the books show like the design of like a house but like a bit like an mc escher type thing so like everything is like it's like impossible hallways like trick staircases and it's just like okay uh what the it, hell's going on? It appears on? to be that Owen, who is fabulously talented, honestly, oh, you can really fuck. understand her grief <laughs> because he's fucking excellent. Yeah, um, he's, he's very beautiful. <laughs> he's, the, he's an all-rounder. Um, he, he's he got this lovely book of his like blueprint drawings, his architectural sketches, but then it's like the further it goes along in the book, the more insane he seems to be because he's just yeah. losing his mind to something. And she's like, I have no idea what any of this is. This was never yeah. spoken about. Um leads her into tracking down the bookshop which um owen got these occulty books from Mm -hmm. finds out by complete happenstance that uh one of her lookalikes works at the bookshop whoa hang on a minute sorry i'm just checking we've i think we've skipped really far ahead we have chucked um yeah we've missed missed some bits but i don't don't want to tell everything but if there's another bit that you think is pertinent to later then absolutely throw it in I mean, it might just be worth noting that when uh, like her and her friends are in the bar mm-hmm. and they're talking and obviously it's that really uncomfortable thing where like, you know, when someone you know is going through something and you're trying to be supportive, but they're making it more difficult. Like she kind of, she's like, she explains about the suicide note because they're like, oh, did you know? And like you said before, she says, no, I, I was the one that was suffering. And they're like, oh, like, what, what did he say? Because we had seen earlier a glimpse of the suicide note. Mm. And the note literally just says, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. That's it. And she's like, I have no fucking idea what yeah. he's on about. So Anyone like, want to get... take a stab in the dark at this? <laughs> yeah. And it's worth it's worth noting as well that um one of the nothings in that has a capital N. Mm. That's very important to remember. But yeah. Yes, like, good point. It, 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 she's just kind of like showing that she's getting more unhinged. Her friends are obviously getting worried about her because um, yeah. some of these are her colleagues. So it's just worth noting that like you're slowly starting to see her unravel. Yeah. Like, and then as the as the film and the story progresses, we go from very grounded in reality, psychological, just drama, mm. and then it just bit by bit introduces a little bit more, a little bit more occult spooky happening stuff it's never just like all at once it's enough for you to be like what's actually happening here it allows you to think a a little bit yeah it's like it's like a ball of string just like slowly Mm. unraveling and just like more it's just fraying into different places but um she manages to track down the bookstore she goes there she finds the girl and she just confronts the shit out of her she's like what were you doing with my husband she's like what yeah, um, so Owen's she asked, having a little bit of a scandalous affair. Well, at first she says they went on a couple of dates, nothing mm. more. 
And that's and this, all she says. And this person, for context as well, is a much younger looking version, version of, of, Beth. of Beth. Yeah. Yeah. So they've and all Beth, got like, long brown she's, she's not thinking at all about the spookiness of this right now. She's thinking, who the hell was my husband? Who is this woman? And exactly. what was my life? Exactly. Life she's is, already she, she's grieving. It's like she's grieving for her husband, but now it's kind of like she's hit with this reality. Like, do I even know who my husband was? Exactly. Which, and obviously, there's no resolution from it because, bang, he's yeah. he's dead. <laughs> um. So from there, I mean, we'll talk about this one in a bit, but then shit starts cranking up really fast after this, yeah. and it's like we spend a lot more time in the house. Um. She actually discovers. Uh, so she hears a gunshot mm. in the lake um, and she discovers she has a dream about another house, but it's her house, but it's backwards. Mm. And she's like, what the hell? And then she starts seeing these images. And at first you think it's her, but you actually start noticing it's all the these different women mm. like all over the house. And then there's that brilliant moment, which we'll talk about where she sees even more of them. Mm -hmm. and then yeah she wakes up she and then she like she thinks like oh fuck it's a dream i'm i'm hammered like everything like that and then she goes for a walk to the other side of the lake and she finds the house but it's empty it's, it's completely empty. It's empty in construction like it doesn't have walls it's got um it's like just tarp everywhere yeah, it's just like almost like the foundations of it's the shell of a house yeah it, it's the type of house that you walk in and you see like tarp and like broken floorboards and you're like yeah, yeah no i'm out of here but no, she, there. <laughs> no she, she she's like no i'm gonna keep looking around and she oh she also uh she meets her neighbor mm. her lovely lovely neighbor i can't remember his name where is he dun, 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 dun. i was just gonna say it's not owen oh my god how have i not got his name i'm sorry um dun, dun, dun. there we go uh so it, it's vondi curtis hall that's his actual name oh so mel mel's her neighbor he's also a widower so he's like look i know what you're going through it's dangerous for you to be walking around here drunk at night um so maybe just come to mine have some lunch and stuff like that and she keeps saying like like do you know like what's going on because i keep having like these visions and there's this other woman and she's mentioning this and like Mel does turn around to her and say, I did see your husband with another woman, hmm. but he was like claiming like, Oh, like I don't like, I don't know what's happening with me. I'm not like this. I don't usually do this. A and, moment of madness. Yeah. A moment of madness. And I mean, obviously like we'll alleviate that to like, Oh uh, yes, he's having an affair. Quite, quite a touching <laughs> you know moment i think because mel kind of presents himself as this character and he's he's older than um older than beth yeah much older. as just being like he saw the humanity in owen who you have to assume is someone that he's always had a good relationship with mm. and was willing to believe these things happen and yeah. he says to beth like you guys seem so much happier after that event that's like oh maybe it's just not my business to to stick my nose into this clearly you know he, him getting caught by Mel was better than him getting caught by, caught Beth, by Beth. Therefore, we're going to leave it. Um, yeah. In an effort to keep these sections succinct, I'm yeah. going to rush us to get yeah. to get to the end. So we're not going to stop with a beat by beat because, quite yeah. frankly, if you want to listen to the episode, if you want to watch the movie, go watch the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> rather than our scatty telling of it. 
yeah, one, a little bit one thing one thing that's crucially important which is that beth has died before yes we fuck we didn't even mention that yeah <laughs> beth has died she was clinic like how long was she she was dead for four minutes four minutes yeah it, it was a car accident wasn't it and she was dead for four minutes yeah and she Okay, yeah, we just wait. Let's do. Let's just say the end. Wait, let's yeah. just say the end because we're going to discuss the rest anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so when she died, she said there was nothing there. Hmm. Now, this is where it gets really interesting and very clever. That she says like there was nothing there, and she's spent her whole life being scared of nothing. Hmm. Note also that we said earlier about the nothing with the capital N in the suicide hmm. note. So it turns out um, that these women that she's been seeing, oh, well, it's worth noting, she goes to the house in the day and she finds dead bodies in the house. Yep. All the women. <laughs> also, also a thing that happens. Yeah, also a thing that happens. <laughs> so they've all got the brown hair. It's obviously the women that she's been seeing. And it turns out that Owen has been killing these women to appease a demon mm. called nothing. And... Owen has been trying to trick this demon with this other house so he can be like, oh, look, I've killed Beth. You don't it's, have to go after her. It, oh, you're this is you again. Essentially, the art house version of Final Destination. Yes. Basically, Beth was supposed to die and didn't. And therefore, Death is like, well, I need you owe me. <laughs> yeah, you you owe me a yeah. body. So and he's obviously gone out of his way looking for women who look like Beth to try and trick it. And, and then yeah. obviously that explains the notes. Like, don't listen to it. Because we get this brilliant, we get this brilliant moment where um, like Beth's being dragged through the house and she's like seeing uh, like uh, Owen like killing all the women. And they get to the sofa and Beth's asleep like in his lap. And he's stroking ahead, but like the demon is talking through Owen. Mm. And it's just, it's really, really haunting. And yeah, so there's that. So it's interesting, but we'll get into that on the so, themes because yeah. I do have a thought. So but um, yeah. Regarding story then, you know, to try and keep it nice and simple for those listening. Um, Beth is haunted by, by death. That yeah. is essentially it. Beth, Beth yeah. is haunted by death because yeah. she died. She came back to life witnessed some horrible thing on the other side of death which was quintessentially nothing nothing but a personified version of it mm -hmm. um and the story is about her figuring this out and then figuring out how to overcome it yeah um, which is very symbolic it's not meant to be like Mm. A, a demon as like a very physical manifestation of yes, oh, we the, blow the, its head off it's it's way more symbolic of the demon the, represents something the way they show this demon is so clever like oh, we'll, we'll 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 get beautiful. we'll get into it in the cinematography but jesus christ like that oh. first reveal of it and you're like oh <laughs> that's clever okay but yeah well it's that was a bit mismatched, but hey ho, yep. we're still, we're, 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 we're still learning. getting, we're, we're getting through we're it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we so, don't want to get into the other things because this is what it's we so did difficult. with, with it's our so difficult last to episode. Not, yeah, <laughs> to not just off. talk about everything all at once. Yeah. Um, let's talk about sound design then. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. oh, I mean, chef kiss. So like, when we when we talk about sound design, we're talking about all elements of of audio essentially um you know everything from the mixing to the soundtrack to you know good use of foley and, and all, all of this mm. kind of stuff um thing that stands out the most for me in sound design is the voice of nothing mm. um mm -hmm. it was just 
there are, there are certain voices which, again, to go back to the phrase from the beginning of the podcast, get under your skin. Mm-hmm. And this was just perfect. This isn't a, like a cackling demon. This isn't yeah. Like, it's you not know, like overly done, like exorcist oh, no. type voice. This it's is almost, like it's monotone, but just yeah, it's like a ugh. monotone human voice, but it just has this like this slight. It's like this slight, almost like it's not like a reverb, but you know what mm. I mean. It's got that like kind of element where it just like it just sounds like it's from another dimension. That's just, but it sounds so human at the same time, and that's what's really disconcerting. There's like, something oh. about as well when like you know when they must have been like casting for the voice or really refining like how do they want to sound they were like just put a little sprinkle of threat into the way you speak because there's a there's a confidence to the way the voice is done i don't know if it's owen's voice the the actor who plays owen i'm just trying to find out i think it was um i'm just trying to find out because uh if they actually mention you you can keep chatting i'm just having a note it's it's just a fantastic performance it's just one of those and you know everything i said at the beginning about how women get the best roles i still stand the most versatile roles are for women but this was like this was just spectacular casting in terms of the person doing the voice and it's i just mm. oh, it just makes me feel so many things um you... i think i think it might have been owen because there's no one here credited as nothing oh excellent and owen's so, actor is a uh, little uh, Evan John Johnikeet Johnikeet Oh Evs um, can't pronounce sorry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those where you don't get the voice throughout the film it mm. dips in and out it becomes it's very subtle at the beginning it's almost like yeah, a whisper, whisper like on, on, on the, the air wind, you know yeah exactly oh, yeah like like when he's like the door and stuff like yeah. that and it's like oh it's just it's so good it, it gave me flashbacks of the haunting when the cherubs mm-hmm. are speaking to eleanor oh my god yeah <laughs> which is also, also fucking terrifying also worth mentioning <laughs> as well that this movie is like very reminiscent of like white noise oh yeah Super, yeah very reminiscent yeah. of that yeah. um also i do want to bring up another i mean there are some grade a plus plus uses of sound that i want to bring oh, up please yeah um the scene when they're in the bar Mm-hmm. And the, um and Beth starts talking about like uh when she dies and Owen and everything like that, and it's like you, she starts to get this almost like maniacal smile, and you can just see that this is a woman that is just unraveling. And she talk, starts talking about Owen's suicide, and it's just this really subtle change. And I don't know if you noticed it, but like the music and the laughter in the bar starts to fade out, and Rebecca's mm. and Rebecca's voice is like the only thing you can hear but they are in this huge crowded bar and it's like you just notice the levels change slightly Mm. and you're focusing more on rebecca which i just think is incredible Mm. um it's it it just kind of like like you can be it just kind of gave me the sense of like you can be in this really really busy area but when something is wrong Mm. like everything vanishes and you hear nothing again it's like you just focus on one thing and And i mean yeah they're they're a group of four and you can imagine that like you know you're out having drinks and you've got the the sound of the you know the ambience behind you yeah and it's like oh we're shit we're talking about this person's suicide note from from her husband and then it does just like you focus on that you stop caring and you're in this little pod of your own yeah Um, it's almost like you have like a cone of silence around you mm. it's like you just need to focus on it um i think we'd be doing ourselves a discredit if we didn't mention the sound design in that jump scare 
absolutely um <laughs> so we will get we'll get back to that as well um it so we have a section called is it scary which is right at the end uh yeah. it's difficult to not talk about because a this. lot of the scares come from the use of audio um, yeah and it was tricky because their wedding song the it's it's a bit of a tropey scare but it works well yeah where the the song just starts playing full blast but it's like distorted and it doesn't mm. sound right no and um, i mean I, I i i fell asleep i was very ill when i first watched this movie and i had my head i had my headset on because i was watching it on my laptop in bed um and i i, I live next to a main road so mm. like i had to have my headset on because my laptop's quite quiet and i must have just drifted off before this point and this jump scare happened and i shit you not i literally threw my laptop off the bed i ripped the headset <laughs> off i was having like i thought i was having an aneurysm oh, I, bet, I was yeah. like oh my god <laughs> what was that and it's like i haven't like i haven't audibly screamed like that at, at a yeah. horror in so long and i was just like yes and then obviously that fantastic moment um i kind of mentioned a little bit earlier uh rebecca is uh, this is when she starts seeing all the women. And oh, wait, wait, wait. Save start... it. Save it for later. Ah, Save it for okay. later. <laughs> but no. I, I, um... I have to listen to the boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... sound design just, it cuts you like a knife yeah, at some they... points. And it's like, it's done well. Really excellent choice of the song they used for the wedding song. I don't know if you've got um, the name of it there. It, uh... <laughs> it was a shame because when it started i was like oh this song's pretty cool and then by the end of the film I was like there's no fucking way i'm listening to this song because <laughs> it's tinged <laughs> with yeah. horror now um, um okay what's i'm oh, sorry i should have got this that's um, right that was, that was a very you know <laughs> it's kind of like a detail. very gen- yeah uh the, it's called the cavalry cross oh. so that's also a bit morbid isn't it yeah cavalry cross um who's the artist cavalry cross uh richard and linda thompson mm. so i will, I will yeah. say that in because this isn't a film that's populated by scares where it's like no. on the edge of your seat like fuck me can this but just the calm tension down? though yeah, tension is great the the use of audio of music fading in fading out mm. a lot of silence as well actually yeah a lot there of is a tension throughout the film yes yeah like wind um, and like the gunshot when she's outside as well like, oh god yeah. yeah yeah that just yeah brilliant like it's probably some of the best sound like sound audio that i've heard in a horror hmm. like hands down because the movie relied so much on it i think yes. it could have cracked if they'd done it if they hadn't got it right but they they fucking nailed it like, and this is this is one of the first things i remember saying to you about like what mm-hmm. i love about horror is that audio is scarier than visuals visual yeah easily scary mm-hmm. like, because you only have to go like well i can show you a scary image and you might go like it makes me uncomfortable i play you just like the drone of a, a key that is slightly like a bit obtuse or something and you're gonna be like oh, i don't like this this makes me yeah, feel bad it makes me feel horrible yeah, <laughs> yeah you know like and that good old actually... brown note <laughs> <laughs> Um, didn't think i get that in a podcast but i did well, in the second one go me <laughs> nice work <laughs> yes, thank you i'm proud uh google that uh yeah <laughs> that's that's for that's extra work for everyone else um yeah. yeah this yeah i completely agree this is a film where it's like they've 
they have not i mean so we don't know if this is going to come out after hellraiser the our episode of it um maybe mm. it does maybe it doesn't but just the complete inverse of going we haven't got the budget for amazing prosthetics and a big visual design instead we're putting it into the more subtle art of scaring people in some mm-hmm. respects they use a lot yeah. of very good cgi actually um mm. and even just you know creative um, camera work which yeah leads on well into our next category of cinematography cinematography there's a lot of cinnamon in this film (laughs) (laughs) cinematography and set design yeah yes very important um yeah so i can honestly say that within the first 30 seconds i was like i'm gonna like this film yeah it opens up with a shot of a boat just like bobbing around on some quite uneven water on a like a tiny dock and it just mm. looks gorgeous and i was like yeah you can't get that shot if you aren't good at what you do yeah and then there's like it like goes into the house and it's just showing these like empty rooms and from the get-go you're just like someone's died like you can just feel <laughs> it no no yeah. but you know what i mean it's like that color palette like mm-hmm. like there's like like all the beddings disheveled like it's focusing on like certain photos and stuff and it's just like already like you said like within a minute it's already started to tell the story and yes. nobody has uttered a single word and that is really powerful cinematography and the camera work is just it's really well done the color palette yeah. is just dreary and dull and there's, everything like that um, there is a lot of exposition in this film but it's it's all genuine and it's all believable in terms yeah. of like people asking questions and even when they ask questions which are a little bit like well we needed someone to ask they can still present it as like oh what a dickhead i was for asking such a question yeah. it is in the camera work and the like say the the color palette of the film yeah it tells you without having to tell you yeah and it that's does. just brilliant i love it so much I mean, and like, I mean, it's obviously we have to mention like, pot, like one of the main characters of the movie, the uh, the house, the, the night house. house, and yep. the house. Yeah, like, yep. I mean, it's worth noting. I mean, um, this movie was shot in uh, Syracuse in New York. So we've got mm. like beautiful lakes, like beautiful forests, but that house. <laughs> has so many windows oh that I God. spent um, the majority of the movie, I was like, something's going to come out. Like yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at the windows every time, like something is going <laughs> to pop out. Something is going to be there, you know, because I've seen oh, too many yeah. horror movies where it's in the background, but it didn't. It, I mean, to quote like a really famous movie, it's coming from inside the house. <laughs> and the use of the house. So we didn't mention this earlier. We thought we'd save it for this part. So nothing mm. The first time we see nothing, it's not some demon that appar- like apparates like in the middle of the house and he's like mm. screaming at Rebecca. She's, I think she's like gone into a basement or like a garage and she's gone to get like a, bo- a bottle. I, th- I like think a bottle that's of the, it's the second time that one happens, but it's the exact same type of scare. So I think just keep yeah. going with that. But yeah. um, and she looks like she's looking around and she looks and it's just like, it's like a, it's like a wooden pillar. Yeah. It's like she's just looking at it, but then like the camera just slightly shifts and you just see like you know that you get those like old like those like those silhouette portraits that you get done. It's just like Seymour Skinner and his mother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just like this silhouette of a person and then it just Mm. turns and looks at Rebecca, but there's no but there's oh yeah, see, but there's no face. It's just negative it's it's negative space and it's so clever. It's just like that is it is, I'm swearing a lot in this one because it it's is so the good. Silhouette of a person, but 
you can't they, quite they make are, out what it is. The silhouettes constructed by the outlines of and other of things. Oh. Yeah, like of it's yeah, like like pillars and the wall and like 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 it's almost like a like is it like a lattice like a lattice is that the word like you know yeah. like the cutouts like the wooden cutouts. Yeah, it's like that, and it just makes this bit like this face, and then. In other times that you see it, in sh I think there's a shadow in the door the first time, yes, like in the glass, yeah. that's the first time we see it, it's a reflection. Mm. And there was that beautiful shot as well at the beginning, and I did think this was nicely done, um, when I believe it's like someone's brought her around like a casserole. Um, she mm. has at the beginning, like at the very beginning, yes. it's worth noting that the lighting, they have no light on them, so they are just black silhouettes. Mm. I really like that as well, because it's just kind of like, it's just yep. this tease of it. Um, it's it's very much the character design for nothing is the cinematography. Nothing. Yeah, like it is. Oh, it it's, it's it's kind of difficult to explain without seeing it. Yeah, it's you're very seeing, difficult. It's it's literally like when you walk into a dimly lit room and you're like, I think someone's there, there. because of the outline of things. But yeah. it's like clothes on a chair or something. But if yeah. you imagine that instead it's you know items around your room and the bit in the middle of the items is creating the silhouette is creating the shadow is creating the form of someone oh it's just it's a it's a really really clever way of having a presence yeah and also and you feel it <laughs> playing on the idea of well is there actually something there or is our character just in a lot of grief, going through intense emotional turmoil and is drinking seeing, a lot? Yeah, is she seeing things? You know, like she keeps yeah. waking up at different like different places in the house. Like mm -hmm. she keeps like obviously like the text messages. You think is she actually not all right in the head? Yeah, is she yeah. picturing that on his phone, or mm -hmm. is it actually happening? Um, I mean, we get like we get some like the dream like the dreams. I mean, I've got inverted air quotes like the dream sequences. Like the like it almost has like that that little smudge of Vaseline on it because it all just seems like very. It's got that kind of like haze to it, and it mm -hmm. makes you think, oh, this is definitely the dreamscape and everything like that. And the use of red light is really important as well. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. It's where I mean that amazing shot that I do. Uh, I do want to mention this part. Um, yes. the bit where Rebecca is being pulled up. In the red light, this is just before the scene with her and Owen towards the end. Yes. Um, she's being picked up, she's being choked, um, yes. and she's got red light on her. And it's worth noting that the position she gets bent in, yeah. she gets bent backwards, is a mirror of an icon that she found in the night house of like a doll, and it's bent backwards. Mm. So if you well, imagine like kind of if spears put through it. Well pins because <laughs> the night house was originally a early draft for the hellraiser movie because it is directed by david bruckner who did direct the new hellraiser movie mm. so i had to get that in somewhere but it, <laughs> i just I, I liked that as well it's just yes. like it was like that little nod but it's just it's really powerful because it's like that's the moment with the red light when she's out on the boat at the end talking oh, to nothing and it's yeah. bathed but like there's two moons as well which makes you think yeah there's is this I, like a I, split I have no idea where it comes from, but I just feel like at some point I became aware of the idea that somewhere with two moons just denotes like uh, an inverse of reality or something. You or know, the meeting like, of two. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And that it's just like a place where the laws of nature have just completely upended and everything's a bit fucking yeah. bit weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's this is, I mean, yeah, they. I mean, the, the, it's not like this isn't like a big budget, like 
flashy horror movie. It's, no, not at all. It, it's, it's just filmed in a, in a house. It's filmed in a bar. It's filmed by a lake. But the way that they've shot it, like like we've said, they the cinematography is telling the story here. Like, it really is. Like, I mean, literally the cinematography and Beth together mm. just push this entire story. And the use of negative space and the use of a house, because like when you think of a house, it's meant to be homey. It's meant to be safe. Yeah. And th- this this house is literally trying to kill her. So no. Yeah. And <laughs> so you know yeah. when we say like talking about the house as a character as well, like the the house is fucking stunning. It like, really it's is so lovely. Like Owen smashed it. <laughs> yeah, like it's there's... all like wood. It's like all wooden. It's kind of like it's it's almost like I want to say like colonial esque lake house, and it's just. Mm. Like those big bay windows and everything. Oh, it's, it's just, just, it's really open. Like there's, there's not a lot of places to hide there's, in there's it a, either. A, a stylish, like coolness to it as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's not quintessential Americana lake house. It's, we work in, uh, we, we work in the design industry and this is the, the lake house we built ourselves, you know, and it, yeah. it just looks amazing. Yeah. And it really, really does. You know, there's, so the whole the whole thing again is like Owen Owen has built this house like they make a point of saying that no one he's not even hired a crew to help him um, yeah he knows, did this fuck knows how long this took him to make then because it must have yeah. taken a while and anyway, like he was building another house but well, the same house but backwards as well yeah. yes which um, is quite strange he so he has built this entire thing so you can understand that beth's character is like i cannot live not here. leave it's not yeah. happening you know i'm but, not gonna but in a way it's like can she leave because well, he put everything into that house yeah well she's she's known my emotional state right now it's yeah very she's like i need to just get away from i need to get away I'm losing my sanity and all of that but There's the house scene... is doing everything in its power to keep her there very much so and there yeah. is there's a little shot of her looking on her laptop at other houses, and I don't <gasps> know if this is. The... I wanted to bring this up. This well, is one of my favorites. I don't know. Okay, I think we might have different things to say about it then, because my interpretation of it was I'm looking at these houses. She's just on like a real estate website, and I was like, these houses all look shit. Yeah. You know, what she's coming from is this incredible house. Like you can't look at the house from the opening establishing shot. And not go, that's a fucking nice house. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, I, the only way you could do that is if you're, the, the level of house that you're used to is so above us peasants that you're like, that looks pretty shit. That looks, look, that looks like my lake house's lake house, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think the lake house was, looks like a castle compared to like our views. Like, well, yeah. and for me, there was just something in, and I guess even almost like kind of talking about the aesthetics in, in this section, but just, the feeling trapped within grief of being like, I want to move on with my life, but moving on Means doesn't just represent to. doesn't just represent like the emotional like degradation you've got to go through. But like, the quality of my life is going to get worse because I'm not going to be able mm. to live in this amazing house. Like I didn't build this house, I can't build another one for myself. Yeah, I work a teacher's salary, which obviously we know isn't good. Um, we have to assume that um, that Owen was the the breadwinner in this sense, or at least had money from somewhere yeah um and it's just like it's that little bit of subtlety that i'd love because it makes you go like there's so much more to grief than just i'll just run away from my problems it's like yeah you have to change your entire life yeah yeah so what was it about that scene for you then i mean i just wanted to i mean it kind of i mean this doesn't really go into the cinematography i think it kind of goes into like 
it's it's not even like a scare it's just it, it's just that moment like she's looking at these houses hmm. um she's looking at the houses on the laptop and then like she falls asleep and then she wakes up and then like it's just a page for guns and yeah. she just slams laptop <laughs> shut and it's like terrifying that, that really creeped me out i was like yeah. wait a minute imagine like just looking at a house thinking oh la, la, and obviously because owen shot himself mm. and it's literally it's just like it's just like she blacks out for a couple of seconds i think it cuts to her asleep and it cuts back to the laptop but it's like a pov like we're looking through mm. their size and it just shows pages of guns and it's yep. just like it like that's when you kind of start to realize Hmm, something isn't quite right here, but again, that gets yeah. into the- that gets into theming because I do well, have some thoughts. Let's so. let's jump into theming then. Um, and just as like a, a quick recap, um, story, sound design, cinematography. Oh no, so our next one, sorry, is casting and performance. Oh, uh, cast. Well, well, I mean, story, sound design, cinematography. All of it thus far has been fucking ten out of ten. Like I yeah. love this so much. So anyway, Rebecca so Hall casting, just yeah. That I mean, that's all I have to say on it. Yep. Rebecca Hall, like <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, just, like she just, yeah, she nailed it. Owen was fantastic as well. Uh, he doesn't yeah. do a lot because he's, his character, as we meet him, is, is fucked. Yeah, he's fucked. Because, and it's just flashbacks as well. Yeah. We only see flashbacks of Owen. But you've got to reckon as well with the reality of the Owen that we see outside it's, of like their shots in the in the wedding um, is video. not the owen no, that she because, knows well it's the one that's slipping away from her as i think the point because he's making mm. the house and then he's consciously building a second house in which he's going to kill women that look like her to free her from the entrapment of a demon yeah owen has sacrificed a big chunk of his humanity at this stage in order to yeah. keep the woman that he adores safe ironically pushing her away a little bit mm. um I I ha I have thoughts on this though, <laughs> so um, I'm I'm gonna keep quiet on that for now. There's but, one one character yeah. we haven't actually mentioned yet, which is the Claire. best friend, Claire. That's Claire, yeah, and Claire. Yeah. Claire's I mean, she, Claire is a amazing friend. She really is. And <laughs> um, hang on, it's worth noting who is Claire. Claire, who are you? Sarah. Sarah Goldberg um plays Claire. And right. she, yes, she's she's an incredible friend, and she's in this really difficult position because uh, she as well, she's a teacher uh, yeah. at the same school as Beth, and she, I mean, we I, we can see that they're really close, but she's in this mm. really awkward position where she's trying to keep Beth, like she's trying to keep her head on what little yeah. like little like structure she has left mm. on her shoulders because she knows that she needs to kind of keep going and try and move on in her life but she's also not trying to be like oh just look on the brighter side of things and like she, like mm. beth goes to claire quite a lot like she turns up to her house and she's like i need to get away and claire is also there in that incredible incredible mm -hmm. uh jump scare moment she's just stroking her head on the so it's worth noting as well that there's like two instances where like beth's having her head stroked as well which oh, is quite yeah. interesting yeah that she's like laying good, yeah. on the sofa both times mm. um Beth. But yeah, she she she's incredible. Yes. I mean, Von D. Curtis Hall is Mel. He's really sweet. I just want to give him a big old hug. And oh, yeah, I would love great. I would love to go have lunch yeah. with him. Uh like, Evan. Oh yeah, sorry. So I was gonna say Beth Beth is the one who is absolutely, in terms of the characters, the one who is bringing the pizzazz to the film. Yeah. Everyone else's performance. Everyone else is just kind it's, of it's pretty supporting much, her. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, look, you haven't got to you have got to chew the scenery for your character your character is just doing this you know, yeah owen is very muted but that 
is exactly how that character needs to be played. The neighbor is like, hey, I'm a friendly guy, but I'm concerned about you. And he plays that perfectly. And um, Claire is concerned friend who is more three-dimensional than your typical I'm a concerned best friend character. Yeah. She goes like above and beyond for this. She does. And there was one really interesting bit in it where when they're at the bar scene, um, Beth just out of nowhere asks... um, so there, it's a bunch of teachers together. It's Claire and two other teachers who we really get the sense they're not particularly close friends. You know, they're, yeah, they're, they're work. Friends. I believe it's I believe it's Gary and Heather, Gary, Heather, yeah, and that Bob. Makes sense. I believe it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Beth goes, "Do you guys believe in ghosts?" Mm. And mm-hmm. Claire goes, "I do." Hand up. Like it's an awkward silence. And she says, "I do." And then later on, when they get back from the bar because Beth's absolutely shit-faced and Claire's like, I gotta get you home. Beth asks her, like, do you really believe in ghosts? And she says, no. But, you know, I I wanted to support you. And I just thought, that is such a lovely line of just going, I've lied to you, essentially, but because I love you, and in that situation, you needed me me to back you up because you couldn't... You didn't need to just be like, now I'm fucking grieving and weird and I'm asking about ghosts, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, she needed that support in that moment, especially yeah. in front of these people who are probably thinking, oh, fuck, she's a little unhinged. It's and like, no, like, the fact like that, she needs someone there. Yeah, and the fact that Claire decided to go, I'm going to stop that dishonesty as soon as she asks because that's what good friendship is. It's not... She's not stringing her along. Lie, like, yeah. You're doing fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing sense, great, sweetie. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, you're, uh, you're going off the rails a bit. You know, you need some help. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just big props for, big props for Claire. Although, I will say, I was wondering if there was going to be a reveal that she had got with Owen at some point. Yeah, that was a, that was a vibe I was picking up on. A little bit like, oh, please don't investigate Owen's affairs <laughs> yeah it's all all that she knew maybe owen had confided possibly, in her and we like we never found out like he'd she'd seen something maybe who yeah. knows either way that's, knows? that's not a, uh, I, a I kind of like... i kind of like that ambiguity though like it I doesn't do so, it yeah. doesn't like spoon feed you like everything it's just kind of like okay we're just focusing on this and yeah. that's what we're gonna focus does on. this character know does you know is claire's loyalty to beth based on the fact that she's actually feels really sympathetic Think- towards Beth because she knows about stuff or she or has, is it has guilt? done something exactly mm, yeah now let's talk about guilt and let's jump into themes oh boy yes if you've made it this far Theme it's guilt. a heavy fucking film oh isn't it <laughs> so i mean the obvious like the obvious thing that we're going to want to mention here is grief obviously yes. um grief, grief seems to be like a big heavy hitter in horror recently. We're talking about like mm. Relic and Hereditary. Like the Nighthouse nails it. Like we say, from the opening shot, you can feel it. And you're just like, okay, I I, I get the sense that someone has died. This is mm. going to be kind of heavy. Um, but I mean, this is, this is one where I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Because like the grief thing is, it's done really great. Like we've mentioned this one a lot. Mm. Now this one is something that I think could be brought up because I think there are two, there are several ways of looking at this film. And another one is yes, we've seen Owen is going out and killing these people and everything like that. But like, obviously alluding to what Beth has been saying throughout the film, like I'm the one who's suffering. I'm the one who's messed Mm. up. We get that the shot again, like with the laptop, with the houses and the guns. 
could it be something to do with like someone losing their sanity or that they're mentally ill because could she have been creating the fact like she's just so messed up and can't deal with Owen's death that she that she's like making up this demon thing to kind mm. of justify Owen being a serial killer. Like maybe Owen was just a serial killer. Who knows? Mm. But maybe like, could there be this part in her mind when she's like making up, like she's like, no, there's a ghost here. Cause I mean, we haven't, I mean, we're going to mention that one. We haven't <laughs> mentioned the bathroom scene yet. Mm. Um, but could it be that Owen, that she's made this all up in her yep. mind to justify him doing that so it could be kind of leading into like mental health and stuff like that so we we don't know it's uh, a curious aspect to films like this is and i can understand why some people don't like it because you kind of go like oh actually none of that was real and people like but i I saw it i saw it happen it's like no 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 if one character and one character exclusively is seeing something Mm -hmm. there is always the possibility that that you are seeing their perspective, but not the reality. And that's the thing with Beth is no one ever else ever sees the demon. Um, We've only had Mel who saw Owen. So Owen, but but, no one's seen the house. No one's seen the house. Yeah, because he's, yeah, because when she's like, oh, I found a house. He's like, oh, don't be stupid. There's no house out there and everything Mm. like that. And she's like, I've seen it with my own eyes. And he's like, it's not there. Because yeah. again, he said he only bumped into Owen and the girl. Mm. He, but then he's like, he says he didn't see the girl again. So I mean, girl, middle of the forest, left alone. Mel's like, yeah, not seen yeah. her. But then again, you don't, you don't automatically think, oh, my neighbors just killed this woman. It's like your first reaction is, oh, he's mm. trying to get some jiggy jiggy with another chick behind yeah. his wife's back. Yeah, and I think this is this is what's fun about films as well is that you can look at them and put your own interpretation on it. Like I'm choosing to believe that, you know, in this story, everyone keeps telling Beth how amazing her husband is, and she believed that to the point that she was very ignorant to the reality of who he was. Um, yeah, exactly. There was like a codependency, which goes back to the thing I was saying before about the houses, that her life's passion and joy came from exclusively Owen. Owen. And it's it's conflating to say that, oh, as soon as Owen dies, she's got nothing. She's in grief. So it doesn't matter if she fucking loves teaching. Right there and then, she's not going to enjoy nothing teaching. Nothing matters in that moment, but in this time period, yeah. Given the constraints of the film, you still can present that she doesn't like doing any of those things. And you do get a sense of just like pure frustration with the job. She doesn't care about socializing, as in she has one friend and that's it. And that friend mm. puts a lot of effort into her and we don't see any effort from Beth to Claire. Yeah, so she just a big like turns thing about, up and has yeah, a problem. It's, it's a that big balance. thing about codependency and the idea again that the, the, the horror is nothing. Well, if she hasn't got Owen, she's got nothing and that's what's terrifying to her. She's mm-hmm. now having to learn to live with nothing, which is... Two reality, yeah. It's she two can't realities. deal with it. Is, that, is it actually a demon that's chasing you, or mm. is it just like we said, nothing? Is it yeah. so? Is it nothing, or is it nothing with a capital N? That is and- like <laughs> that's like what we're getting at. It's yeah. just like whatever way she looks at it, she has nothing. And and I do appreciate it as well. Like it can it can seem a little bit like you're smelling your own farts when when you <laughs> talk so abstract about films because you can be like, well, there is a shot where 
she is literally being caressed by an invisible figure and lifted uh. off the ground. And you go, yeah, but films can just go, oh, mental illness. Mental <laughs> you know? illness, and yeah. Like, we're going to pull back on that trope. But yeah, I mean, like, that... The, oh, like, oh, have you God. never experienced, like, like, floating strangulation when you were in grief? <laughs> Yeah, like, I mean, you get that autoerotic asphyxiation, but now it's by something <laughs> invisible, you know? Yeah. But like, oh my God, yeah, I can't wait to talk about that scene. Jesus Christ. That, that was something like on um, a completely unrelated um, topic of films, though, of just people hallucinating in films and it being treated like absolutely nothing. I mean, like, if you're hallucinating, that's not good. Like, yeah, you and I mean, well. I mean, and I mean <laughs> as, as someone here who has um, some mental health, some mental health conditions, <laughs> hallucinating is not fun it is no. not fun when you live in it like i mean like i myself have suffered hallucinations so hallucinations to the point where i have legitimately like run out of the house and dragged people into my home to be like can you see this and they're like i'm i'm, I'm literally being a person in a horror movie mm. like can you not see what is over there can you not see that can you not hear that and everyone's like no like you and even people have even quoted this to me you watch too many horror movies and i'm <laughs> like no there is something there and they're like no and it yeah it's really difficult when like you're trying to get that across to someone and they're just mm. like you're like you're just delusional and it's like no it's not because it's yeah sometimes it is in your head but there are other times where like i have like genuinely been and there have been times where it's been proven because people have heard so it's like mm. i know i'm not crazy oh i am crazy <laughs> but, but that's besides it, the point i was gonna say it makes you wonder what the act actually the worst answer to that question is like can you see that thing there if yeah they it, say do, no, do you want it to be like, no I can crazy. see it. Yeah. If they say but yes, if it's like, yes, oh it's like, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, which way do we answer this? So, but, you know, in, yeah. in terms of in terms of the themes of the Nighthouse, there's there's a lot going on. Grief is obviously the the main one. Um, yeah, like how it can kind of um completely disrupt a life. And I think it was interesting as well, you said something. You said something right at the beginning of themes and it got me thinking mm -hmm. uh, about how grief is more prominent in films these days now. Yeah. And I think it's because, well, all it's grief- It's more horrific. Well, all grief is, is a response to death and death is still the primal fear for everything, right? Yes, it is. And I just think grief is now, it's a little bit more like, well, instead of worrying about your death, you're worrying about the- The people around I, you. I, yeah, losing yeah. people is horrific. And yeah. that's the fear and just being like, again, I, I, I'm quite attached now to this idea of codependency yeah. um, in this film, not in mm -hmm. my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just the idea of a person who's like, my life is so amazing because of this person who is literally, Owen fucking does it all. He's minted, he's gorgeous and he builds houses. You and know? kills women. Well, you know, well, she doesn't know about that. <laughs> that's about not that. what attracted <laughs> 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 um, But yeah, but again, I mean, you know, it, did she make that up? yeah exactly but like, it's like i need to make him a bad guy somehow <laughs> yeah it's just like talking about like talking about grief and stuff it's like i heard this beautiful phrase not long ago and it's just tragedy is the sister of fear mm. and it's like it's just such an eloquent way of putting something that it, it's just at the core of like every living creature like mm. every living thing on this planet it is like it's like that inevitable thing that like no one can escape from and again like and that's another thing that you can link to this film. It's like, it's an inevitable thing. Like, yeah. so it's there, but it's just which way you seem to look at it. Is it just this void or is it this fucking demon that's going to like rearrange your house inside and just be like, hello, 
Well, and there's you know also I mean? a, a bit of a nod towards um, also like the fear of atheism as well. Mm. Of Beth dies and people ask her, you know, did you see anything? You were dead for four minutes. Did yeah, like, did you see goes, a bright light? See did you see the tunnel? Yeah. Like, She's they like, literally mentioned the bright light. Yeah, like, she goes, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just tunnel. It's just tunnel. And it's like that fear of being like, imagine, because everyone, whether you believe or you don't believe that there's anything after death, if someone told you, like, there is literally nothing, but you experience the nothing, that's yeah. horrifying. That is ultimate terror. And yeah. so there is something in the idea of like, just in terms of themes of just, mm. okay, cool. Yeah. You're an atheist. You're right. In the worst possible way. <laughs> yeah. It, it made me like, it, it made me think back like that, like, like, alleg like allegory. It made me think back to like the ending of martyrs as well. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's, yeah. Cause it's like, what is there afterwards? And we like, I mean, I'm not going to say what happens, but that, that end <laughs> shot, the end God shot damn, of that yeah. movie. And you're just like, uh, and it's it, it links to this in a way like oh my god i'd love to talk about Mars. Or, uh, oh yeah I, I really want to oh yeah <laughs> intense yeah also to a certain extent and a bit of a weird stretch but the ending of cube as well <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> you know? totally because yeah you've got i yeah. mean and in that they come from something dark and they walk into something light but it's yeah. like but no. what's out Pose, because they've been question. in here yeah i love you um, it's great but yeah don't, don't say anything um, because that is definitely a film we'll be covering yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. No, let's sure. wrap this episode up then with the section we've been waiting for the entire time is it scary fuck yes oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean right right i'm gonna say this outright it's yep. right it has moments that are like like I've just voided my bowels mm -hmm. scary um and again that's through the use of like sound design like that like that that beautiful jump scare with the sofa um the the jump scare where Rebecca's outside uh, Beth sorry Beth's outside and she has all these women like running past her and you think oh okay this is creepy and then it just goes quiet and then another one comes out of uh, nowhere and yeah. I literally a, I jumped at like, that one as well like a violin like, sting the thing that's great about it is a, a bad jump scare is that you just get something that flashes up on screen, big, loud orchestral hit, and it's yeah. like it's over in in a second, and you just go like, "Oh my god!" Like it's just shot me. That's this not a like good jump scare. This is like edging you the yeah, whole time because <laughs> you're you like... are focused on the the shot stays for before the jump scare happens, when it happens, and when it's and done after. as well. Yeah, and it's that fear, and the only. The only way I've ever been able to properly describe it is what also makes live theater horror so good. Mm -hmm. You can't do jump scares in a film sense on the stage. It has to linger because yeah. the audience is going to see things. But mm -hmm. there is something so much scary about, oh my God, something scary is on stage. Oh, it's still there. It's still yeah. happening. <laughs> you like, know? I, like one of the best jump scares, like going back to that, one of the best jump scares like I ever had in theater, I went to go see The Woman in Black. Yes. Yes. But is it the one that I'm thinking of? Was Quite it possibly. the scene where you hear the rocking chair for about a minute and then oh, like God. that amazing set design where it just drops and heart yeah. and a new house appears behind mm. it and you see her in the chair. That is superbly crafted. I mean, look, crafted, crafting yeah, chills. And this go. is see, why guys, we've got the name. That's where it comes from. <laughs> but it's like the way 
that they did this is like, yeah, they've got those brilliant scares that make you jump out of your skin like that. But this movie, like when the threads start to unravel and you're kind of starting to like piece the story together in your mind, mm. like, like you even said to me, this was the first movie that got under your skin. This oh, yeah. movie is relentless and mm. it, you feel like you almost feel like you're being like, rat like in like engorged in something and you're like i can't why have i got this horrible feeling about me like you feel uncomfortable you don't like i mean i even noticed myself kind of looking around like hang on like (laughs) is everything okay here but like the the bathroom scene like Mm. that's not your typical horror but Mm. the realization in just that moment where he's like i'm not owen the the skill. I, w- I want to jump in and focus on that for a second, yeah. but I just want to add to what you said before. The skill in the fact that this film is scary is because you care about the story. Yes, this and isn't... you care about Beth. Yeah, you are brought in. You are watching a film which is very easy to understand. So you're not having to like overly complicate your brain and go like, "Oh, does there's this work?" Not, blah blah. There's you're... not a shit ton of exposition on people. No, there's really good acting. There are moments of absolute downtime. You know, it's not dread throughout. Um, so I, I would challenge on whether it's relentless or not. I would say when it kicks off when towards kicks the last, off. the last act yeah. is definitely relentless. Yeah. But it's like it builds up, it builds up, and then it comes down a, a little bit, but not to the same point. It kind of yeah. like a stair set, right? Yeah, it's like stairs. But the thing is, it's like it's such a well-made film that when it chooses to have scares in it you are primed for it to affect you because you care about what you're watching. The jump scare works because you're focusing in on what the character is doing rather than being like, oh, I wasn't paying attention to what's happening. Yeah. And that's what's good. So we... Especially as it was like, it's such like a, it was such a vulnerable moment as well. Mm. Like it's like these vulnerable moments where they pick those. It's not like they're just randomly thrown in. It's like it's almost like when Beth's almost like getting to her lowest, they happen. It's like she's crying and in her friend's lap, and then it happens. She's getting a drink and she's like she's been crying and she's getting a bottle of booze, and then another one happens, and she's her mind's being like exposed to all like this, like this dreamscape that she mm. can't put together. And it's like again, another one. It's like it attacks her when she's at the most vulnerable, and that's when it starts to crank it up. It's like whenever she shows like a vulnerability that's when it hits really hard and then that's where it starts to unravel a bit more which is quite interesting a little bit on themes as well because yeah the dream state is really big in this film because the the horror seems to happen once she goes to sleep uh she's she's not conscious anymore when was the last time she was not conscious when she was dead so there's a again a connection of where do we go when we when we go to sleep you know where do it definitely makes you think this one Mm, yeah yeah, uh, like it, a lot of this is coming to me as we're talking as well. Yeah, which I and love. that's yeah, but that yeah, but that's what's so great about these podcasts. It was like me with Hellraiser as well. Just like more kept coming in, but it's like this movie is scary. Mm. It, it, like, like it's not like we said, it's not scary. It's not like you're not go- you're gonna go to bed and like be like, oh my god, watch out for demons and stuff like that. It's it's more of like how big's I your mean, house? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, depending on how big your house is and your windows. But it's yeah. like it's it's almost that. I mean, and. I mean, one thing that stuck out to me and we mentioned it earlier is like the fact that, I mean, going on about the codependency and like when she lost Owen, like she lost everything. But can you imagine coming to terms with the fact that you've lost someone and then discovering that they're an entirely different person and not being able to get any closure on it because they're not around? Like that to me is that's horror. It's it's, a kick in the stomach. 
yeah it's like the horror like i call it like the horror of humanity sometimes mm. is scarier than any supernatural force that you can throw at someone like like the horror that we as humans like experience on like our brief time on this planet mm. like what like humans can do to each other as well like that is horrific but like the bathroom scene yeah yeah that that that, that was pretty that was that 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 yeah that that well, did things not we in should the right say way. then so for the, for the bathroom scene we've got to a point in the film where she's literally dis- breaking down well the disembodied voice of owen which is what we've heard a few times like kind of on the air then a bit of banging has now become there is clearly a a physical yet invisible presence oh in yeah because he, he writes here he, on the yeah. mirror doesn't he she's, yeah. she's breaking down she looks up and she's she's like owen if you're here you know give me a sign something like that isn't she on the phone to him at one point uh, no, no, that's, that, that's no, earlier. Calls, that's that's earlier. earlier. Yeah. So she looks up and she sees here written on the condensation of the the mirror. Yeah. Goes goes up to the mirror and she's like, "Oh my god!" Blah blah she, blah blah. Like she puts her hand out and it stops as well. Like she like you can see she's touching something, but yeah. she's not touching well, the mirror. She she's sees, touching thin air. She sees wet footprints. Footprints behind her, as if there's a person stood in front of her, dripping like there's yeah. water falling down um again and she's just come out of the shower as well which is why it's like well actually unreliable witness blah 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 anyway yeah Uh, (laughs) and she's alone she has this moment that's kind of like patrick swayze from ghost you know a a little bit uh, (laughs) yeah a bit worse so she's having this interaction with with owen uh (laughs) i don't want to spoil it before basically she thinks owen is there she's having this moment oh my god you're back and you know i'm feeling you touch me and you're almost like um kind of throwing me back in this romantic way and she says and... owen and then there's this pause and you go oh shit and you already know you know what's happens, gonna happen and just this voice just goes no and you're like oh uh... <laughs> like she is literally the small of her back is like pressed in a little bit you know the back of her neck she is yeah. in the arms of something that has now just told her i'm actually not the ghost of your husband uh, yeah what you gonna do who, who the fuck knows what i am yeah and, like uh, that is that's her oh, that that, that was, was such a that good, was the yeah like that that to me again is scary because she is so vulnerable at that point mm. like you think like you're having this intimate reaction like this intimate interaction and everything like that and like you are literally like it, she is giving everything to her so, like she is just in this like ecstasy like yeah. we haven't seen her this happy like the entire this is the only happy we've seen her and then for that to happen like reality just crashes oh, down yeah. and it's like holy crap this movie is it's scary oh, it's but so not not in the, not in like a paranormal activity sense this is a scary the fact that it's gonna dig its tendrils deep into mm. your soul and it's gonna tear parts of it apart you know and i think the thing is in if you watch the scares in isolation you're missing why it's scary why you it's scary exactly to, you have to be watching the film you have to know yeah. who the characters are what they're going through by the time yeah. it happens the the scares are earned because they make sense within this all yeah and i just want to quickly talk about the one on the couch so this happens after oh. the, after the bar uh claire's brought Bre- uh, beth home they're lying on the couch she um claire's sat beth is lying down head on her lap and she's having her hair stroked by claire claire and it's this lovely moment of they're really good friends and it's really nice. 
Um, and it zooms in real close onto Beth's face. And she's almost got like, I think she's got like a tear rolling down. Mm. And she looks so tight. And it made, and this is why it was so good for me. It's like, it made me go like, I'm, I'm relaxed. It was like fucking guided meditation or something. Yeah, it was just like, oh. You really just go into like, I'll just go to sleep and everything will be okay. And then you get this jump scare of the wedding song starts playing at full volume. And this Again, is saying, like, but it, it's but distorted it, it's, and not and it's quite right. Up. It doesn't sound right. Yeah. And because this has happened a couple of times where she's woken up in the middle of the night to the song playing. You're thinking, the... oh, Owen's here. Well, uh, oh, maybe. Uh, oh. <laughs> for, for me, my thing was, <laughs> this is way more mon- like main, mundane and pedestrian is mm. she's the only one in the house. She has to go and turn it off. So oh it's God, it's like yes. again, this isn't a scare where it's just like music's on, music's off. It's yeah. music's on, it's loud, and oh, that feeling like when music. If you ever like didn't realize that your headphones were too high or something, I mean, I, I I I did in that moment. Jesus yeah. Christ, I was <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you've got I've, I've got to do something. And I had yeah. to get it off, and my laptop <laughs> ended up halfway across my bloody room. Like. Yeah, and so it's just that moment of being like, kind of probably a bit hung over and just that feeling of i was about to go to sleep and now the worst fucking thing is happening and my yeah. really, really high tension and then it drops down again and it yeah. was just done because they and held the music for long enough to get the shock and the please stop this yeah oh yeah just so, and and basically also a bit part that should come into this as well is She's lying on Claire's lap. We zoom into the face. When the scare happens, Claire's gone. Claire's gone, yeah. And that was just a beautiful bit of um, transition as well because you don't notice mm. it. It doesn't fade in and fade out. It just closes. It goes straight in onto Claire's face. The light doesn't a even best change. Face. It gets a bit darker. A oh, best face, sorry. Yeah. And then jump scare, she's alone. And it's dark. Yeah, and, and, and that when it is the Not jump even scare. that scary. It, yeah, and it's like the jump scare as well. Like it pulls out so fast. Yeah. Like it's just like, whoop. And you're just like, you're literally sucked out. Like you said, you are sucked out of that moment and just thrown into, no, chaos time again. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it, it's, it's scary. Just, it's scary. Yeah. And that just moment honestly did it. stick with me in a way where I was just like, oh. I literally like I have like my list of like best jump scares of all time and that one has <laughs> safely made it onto that list because oh, beautiful. fuck me like oh, we'll have to talk about I know that I watched at some point. Well that's the thing cuz like obviously I watched it again like I had it on yesterday um yep. cuz I knew we were recording today and I knew it was coming mm. and it still got me it, because you, you can't get the timing right cuz you, <laughs> you know it's coming but you don't know exactly yeah. when you're like okay yeah. right she's here it's going to happen no shit got me again there's like, no visual cue yeah no it's just it's there put it this way you know and look i will say as well a caveat to all of this there are always going to be people where you're just like you know what i just didn't find it scary fair enough yeah, you know if you don't enough. find it scary that's fine but i'm saying i love being scared by horror films and it very rarely actually happens in a way mm. where i'm like that was good not just mm-hmm. shitty jump scare and this film yeah. was just great with the way it did them yeah. um, kudos to bruckner and his team on this one massive props to yeah. those guys and gals they did a fantastic job um yeah. that is as much uh praise as i'm willing to to leap on the night is there anything about you didn't like no, I liked it all. <laughs> Honestly, I did. I mean, just thinking back to it, I mean, like, no, I think I think I kind of like I liked it all to be honest. Like, I was mm. happy with the ending. I mean, I wasn't like over the moon about the ending that mm. moon, 
I mean, I wasn't over the moon with it and I didn't like, I felt that there was, but I kind of like, it had that open ending and I was like, you know what? I don't even know how I'm going to interpret like, interpret this. I have mm. ideas, but I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, yep, yeah, this is, this is, this is what it is like hereditary or Midsommar or anything like that. I'm not looking for like a definitive way to describe this yeah. movie. I just appreciate it for what it is and what it's doing. And, I, it's, and it's, yeah. It it's made a, me feel away. It made me cry. And I'm just like, if a mm. horror movie can pull that out of me, then oh, yeah. I know it's doing something right. Massive. So. I think that's that's a good comparison as well to bring up something like Hereditary, which is also dealing with demons. Hereditary and is grief. very much like... Uh, grief and demons, yeah. Hereditary, yeah. though, is very much like, no, the, the demon isn't grief. This These are people going through grief and there is very much a demon. A demon. A demon is yeah. a big part of this. There is a literal demon. You can't be like, well, the demon represents... No, no, no. No, no. Demon the demon is, demon is a demon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, oh well, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, Whoops. Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, whereas the Nighthouse, I actually feel like the more I'm talking about it, the more you're willing to interpret the demon as symbolism the mm -hmm. more you're going to enjoy the film. If you try mm -hmm. and focus too much on this needs to make sense in a real world, I think you're losing yeah. the point of it. Yeah, just let it take you for the ride it yeah. wants to. And it very expertly takes you on. Like, just yeah. enjoy the ride. Like, don't go into it being like, oh, I need I'm to gonna figure sell, it out. I'm smarter and it's like, than this film. Yeah, yeah. it's like you, like, you don't need to be... I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some movies that, like, I'd love to be smart on. Like, I mean, American Psycho, I'd love to be an expert on that. I know a lot about it, but I still don't know all the answers. So it's mm. like, just go into it and just enjoy it for a beautifully executed, a well-crafted movie. That, yeah. that, that, it's, that's it. it. It's not trying to be more than it actually is it's it is. like yeah. this is it what knows. the film's gonna be we're gonna mix horror and symbolism you know real world symbolism together and it's gonna be this good and it's like yep you fucking nailed it yeah they got it right that's it. yeah that's it so yeah that's, that's go, it go watch that's it. it go watch this film uh because it's amazing uh yeah it really is <laughs> and if you don't like it don't tell me because i can't be dealing with such uh fragrant lies <laughs> <laughs> fragrant lies negative thoughts negative space it okay. all connects there but, we yeah. go well um still haven't got an outro <laughs> for, for no. the podcast. we'll figure it out at some point we'll but, figure um, it out yeah this was this was very fun to talk about and i'm looking forward to uh the next film in the series which again i don't know which order these are going to come out in they'll probably yeah neither do we they'll probably come out in the order that we are recording them but whatever yeah um, it'll be fine so yeah end of year recaps we'll see we'll see what we are on the next episode but yeah. uh thank you as always nix for joining and thank you for having me again john not a problem uh we need to come up with a name for the podcast like welcome to the night house some kind of yeah de den of doom or some shit <laughs> yeah we'll think of we'll something. figure it out email we'll it send it, it back of a postcard send it to 367 hell uh <laughs> it'll, it'll get to us <laughs> yeah it'll definitely get to me <laughs> <laughs> okay well until the next time thank you everyone for listening and stay spooky yeah stay spooky <laughs>
You can follow Nyx on Instagram at Nyx underscore Nocturna. That's N-Y-X-X underscore Nocturna. And you can find me at John Leo, which is J-O-H-N-L-I-O-T. Shout out to Freya Steele for creating our cute and creepy episode artwork. Find her on Instagram at FV underscore S-T-E-E-L-E. And big thank you to Sam Delano for writing, performing, and recording our theme song.